Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well, good evening, everyone. It is lovely to be here with you. As Eve has already said, my name is Lizzie Wolfe, and I'm the rector here at St. George's. Now, I wonder, what image comes into your head if I say the word angel? Maybe you think of small children with tinsel halos in a school nativity play. Maybe it reminds you of someone who's no longer with us, sometimes thought of as being with the angels. Maybe you picture someone who's been particularly kind to you. She's such an angel. Or maybe you have a different association. We're here tonight celebrating the birth of a baby boy around 2,000 years ago. This baby wasn't just an ordinary baby. And one of the ways that we know that is because of the angels who appear in his story. In Luke's account of Jesus' birth, which we're reading tonight, angels appear on three separate occasions. The angels themselves aren't described in any detail. The focus is always on their message. But each time... One of the things that the angel says is, do not be afraid. Now, that suggests to me that biblical angels are not cute and fluffy. They are glorious, awe-inspiring messengers from God himself. And they start by saying, do not be afraid, because otherwise people would be terrified. So let's take a look at the first time someone meets an angel in the story of Jesus' birth. Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth are faithful Jews who are very old. Some translations put it a little more gently, saying well advanced in years. We're told they don't have any children in a culture where that brought shame as well as heartache. So it seems likely they prayed for a baby for many years, with hope gradually fading. Zechariah is a priest, and he is burning incense in the temple when an angel appears. The angel promises him a son, John, who will get people ready for the Lord. There are some comic touches to this encounter. Zechariah isn't quite prepared to take the angel's word for it, so he asks for a sign. The angel effectively gives him a bit of a telling off. I'm an angel, he says. Isn't that enough? And Zechariah is then struck dumb until the birth of John. So he has to explain what has happened to him in sign language. I don't know how you picture that but I imagine quite a lot of flapping his arms about to indicate that he's just seen an angel. Be that as it may, this is an important moment, a turning point, actually, in God's great story of love and rescue. 
The promise of a baby to a childless couple echoes some of the old stories of Israel's history. But this baby, coming to prepare the way for the Lord, tells us the time is near when God will act decisively to put the world to rights. This baby, who will grow up to be John the Baptist, is the start of something new and exciting. Until the angel appeared, Zechariah and Elizabeth were just ordinary people with ordinary lives. But God sees them and knows them. He wants to involve them in his great story of love and rescue. And he wants to involve us too. We have all sorts of people here tonight and watching on live stream. Maybe you're like Zechariah and Elizabeth, faithful and well advanced in years. Maybe God will yet call you to a new and unexpected thing. Maybe the thing you'll be most remembered for is yet to happen. You may think your glory years are over, but God sees you and knows you. He wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Or maybe, like Zechariah and Elizabeth, you've been praying and praying and praying for something specific. Maybe, one day soon, an angel will arrive and say your prayer has been heard. Imagine that. Maybe something is about to change. You may feel that hope has faded, but God sees you and knows you. He wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Or maybe you're not like Zechariah. Stay with us, because he's not the only one to meet an angel in this Christmas story. As we read on in Luke's Gospel, the story shifts north from Jerusalem to Nazareth, and we find the second person to be visited by an angel is Mary. Again, the angel promises a baby boy, but the circumstances are quite different. Zechariah and Elizabeth were well advanced in years. By contrast, Mary is young, probably a teenager. Zechariah and Elizabeth had been longing for a child, waiting for many years. Mary is pledged to be married to Joseph. She's probably still living with her parents. An early pregnancy means scandal and risk it could jeopardize Mary's future. For Mary, the angel's news that she is to have a baby now is certainly unexpected. But that's not all. The most extraordinary news the angel brings is who the baby is. Long ago, God promised a descendant of King David would come and reign forever. 
We heard one of those prophecies in our first reading tonight from the book of Isaiah. This baby, says the angel, is that long-awaited king. He's the true ruler of the world. He's God's son in a very special way. Until she met the angel, Mary was just an ordinary girl with an ordinary life. But God sees her and knows her. He chooses to involve her in his great story of love and rescue. We might have expected that meeting an angel who brought such extraordinary news might cause Mary to go into a bit of a spin. Many biblical characters initially respond to their call by saying, Oh, no, Lord, I can't do that. You've got the wrong person. But Mary is faith-filled. She has questions for the angel. How will this be, Mary asks the angel, since I'm a virgin? Faith doesn't take away all our questions. But notice, Mary doesn't assume that just because she can't see how a virgin birth can happen... God doesn't know either. She believes the angel, but she's asking for more information. How will this happen? Mary even gets an answer of sorts. It's not a scientific answer explaining where Jesus' Y chromosome comes from. But the angel tells Mary the Holy Spirit will come upon her, enabling her to be and to do more than she could by herself. Mary says yes. She steps up to her call with courage, and she starts to pray it in. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Maybe you're like Mary, young, Starting out, maybe God is saying something unexpected to you. Maybe God is challenging you to step up. You may feel you're not quite ready, but God sees you and knows you. He wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Or maybe, whatever your age... You're like Mary because God is calling you to something that seems impossible. Maybe you can't do it in your own strength. Maybe you need to rely on the Holy Spirit like never before. You may feel it's too hard. But God sees you and knows you. He wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Or maybe that's not you. Don't go away, because Zechariah and Mary are not the only people who met an angel that first Christmas. As we continue in Luke's Gospel, the action moves again, this time to Bethlehem. Mary gives birth to her firstborn son, Jesus. She wraps him in cloths and lays him in a manger. Then the angel appears for a third time, this time to a nearby group of shepherds. 
Now, one of the things that I learned from watching many episodes of The West Wing is that where you hold a press conference is almost as important as what you say. Shepherds weren't just ordinary people with ordinary lives. They had low social status. They were outsiders, often not trusted. They were people who might perhaps assume that good news of great joy for all people doesn't really include them. So, the angel, shining with glory, makes this announcement in a field of sheep. The baby lying in a manger really is good news of great joy for all people. Everyone is included, even though society might not count. But how can that be? How can one baby have such a big impact? We already know this baby is special. The angel told Zechariah that John the Baptist would come to prepare the way for him. The angel told Mary he's the one God promised long ago. He's the true king of all the world. And now the angel tells the shepherds, today a savior has been born to you. We know, don't we, that our world is beautiful yet broken. We're experiencing a global pandemic. There's fear, uncertainty, pain, poverty, evil, injustice, climate change, and no easy fixes. God recognizes the depth of what is wrong with our world. And that's why he sends his own son as savior. Jesus comes with forgiveness and healing. He comes to put the world to rights. He comes to save us. This is good news of great joy for all people. It's right to celebrate the birth of this baby each Christmas. But it's also important to remember that Christmas is just the beginning. Christmas is the dawning of light on those living in the land of deep darkness. Then the baby grows up. And his death and resurrection change everything. They are the central, decisive acts of God's great story of love and rescue. But the story doesn't even end there. It's still going on today. It's all around us for those with eyes to see. Jesus is here now by his Holy Spirit. He wants to meet with each one of us. He offers us love and rescue. And he invites us to join him in bringing love and rescue to those around us. Maybe you're like the shepherds because you feel like an outsider. Maybe life is lonely and hard you may feel like nobody cares, but God sees you and knows you. 
He wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Or maybe you're like the shepherds at the end of our reading. Maybe you've met Jesus and experienced his love for yourself. Maybe you've got praises to sing and a story to share. You might feel like it won't make any difference to anyone. But God sees you and knows you. He wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Or maybe you're like the shepherds a little earlier on. Maybe you've been surprised by angels tonight. Maybe you'd like to investigate further to see if you could meet Jesus too. You may worry it's too good to be true, but God sees you and knows you. He is ready to welcome you, and he wants to involve you in his great story of love and rescue. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.